to a toast to rom-coms. I'm Marie. I'm Allison. And it's a wonderful Monday. It is a Monday. But Mondays are the best. Are they? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mondays I are just... depressing for me because I'm either, well, I lied. Mondays are either really depressing or really exciting because it's either the last day before I go to work or my last day of work. <laughs> And since today is the last day before you go to work, it is depressing. So I'm so glad that we'll be talking about, in my eyes, what is a very silly, silly romantic comedy today. All right. It's silly. (laughs) You are just, (laughs) you will not give me anything here. Nope. Okay, so it turns out that I'm getting you back for about time. I'm not saying I didn't love this movie. I'm just saying this is not a romantic comedy. Okay, okay. (laughs) So we're talking about Adventures in Babysitting, not the remake from Disney Channel 2016, but the original. Yeah, there was a remake recently. That's so interesting because I can't see a remake being as good as this because a remake from the Disney Channel is not going to have don't fuck with the babysitter in it. I laughed so hard because it's so ridiculous. Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the facts here, Allison. Gladly, Adventures in Babysitting came out in 1987. Um, it stars Elizabeth Shue, which is really on trend for our Cobra Kai Karate Kid kick. Absolutely. Is yep. that what made you think of this? No, we were talking we were talking about something in about time. And Adventures in Babysitting came up. So okay. we went with this because we were talking about doing teen movies mm-hmm. and we did the Duff last week. Mm-hmm. This it's teen, this is teen and then we were going to continue. Okay. So Elizabeth Shue, Maya Bruton, Keith Coogan, Anthony Rapp. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio? Was that a surprise what? to you? I looked at the credits and I was like, who the fuck was Vincent D'Onofrio? Oh, he you was the hunk. Spot him? What? You couldn't even spot him? Like, I recognized his voice. Yeah, the voice is very, like, distinguishable. Yes. Yeah. Uh, G- George Newburn. Who's that? Um, that's Dan, the frat guy. Okay. And then Calvin Levels, who's Joe. Okay. And it was directed by Chris Columbus, which mm-hmm. is very surprising. I think it was like his first foray into directing. Oh, interesting. Um, and it was written by David Simpkins. Okay. So fun fact, they had this idea had started. I guess in like 1960 something and they wanted not Joan Collins. Holy fuck. The girl from Gracie and Frankie who gets arrested. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Thank you. It's my favorite game. Yeah. (laughs) Jane Fonda. But then by the time this like got to it, Jane Fonda was too old. Yeah. I love Jane Fonda too. She's great. I think she's just an 
unapologetic boss bitch. Absolutely. So happy. Yep. Um, so this is like a teen movie that I grew up with. And last time we were talking about, and I think actually, no, you brought this up teen rom-com tropes. So something bad going viral. This couldn't happen in this movie. No, the, the common thing I was asking myself was like, how did they survive without cell phones? Like this is the whole root of the problem. (laughs) Right. And it's, this movie is a wild ride. Oh, that's an understatement. <laughs> like, as, as soon as one scene ended and another one started, I was like, oh my God, I forgot about this. This is crazy. Uh-oh. <laughs> this movie, it's a treasure. I loved it. But not a romantic comedy. Not, not enough rom. Just, just an adventure slash comedy. Yes. Okay. Fair. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um. So you did like it. I did. Did you have you ever watched it beforehand, like a long time ago? Okay. No. I mean, I think the only part I ever really remember is just the opening scene, which I might have just seen on TV or something like that. Well, I don't know if you did. I think they used it in To All the Boys 2. Remember when Lara Jean was getting ready at the beginning? Oh, my God. Yeah, they had modeled that after this movie. No way. Mm-hmm. Right. Mind blown. Yeah. Right. So this movie is like, you don't typically think about it as iconic. At least I don't. Because Mm-mm. you don't really talk about it, but seeing that they bottled that scene and to all the boys too off of this, it does play a part in pop culture. Yeah, absolutely. So, and to continue that, let me just segue into the drink. Okay. So the drink is named Thor. Love which, this part of the movie. Did you, when I brought the, when I sent the name of this drink to you, were you like, what the fuck? Yeah, I thought it was like an animal or something. Like maybe it's their <laughs> dog like tagging along. I don't know. No, the Thor drink, because Thor is actually not a central character, but the idea of him is central to the movie. He's the hero of the little girl who in turns ends up kind of saving them in a way. Yes. Right. Love that. Yeah, so, it, it's so cute. And who knew that Vincent D'Onofrio is such a fucking hunk? Do like, th- he was built. Oh, my God. That's not his real hair, though. I I have no idea. Okay. But sweaty, tight jeans. Little chest Ooh, hair baby. coming out the top. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was nice. Um, so, in the Thor, we have gin, blackberry liqueur, which people, it's very hard to find. Yeah. I, um... I just used Chambord, which is a black raspberry liqueur. So. And. I, oh, sorry. No, that's okay. I feel like it, you either have to make it or like specialty order it. I used Black House, H-A-U-S, blackberry liqueur, but I've had it before and it's disgusting. So I don't know how this is going to turn out. And then. Those are our two liquors. You have some simple syrup, and then you muddle 
I'm sorry, I just realized I forgot an ingredient. You model blackberries and blueberries. However, in the rest in the recipe, they call the blueberries bilberries. I was hoping you would bring this up because I was like, I saw it once and I was like, oh, that's a weird typo. And then it kept reoccurring. And I was like, okay. What the fuck's a bilberry? Maybe a blueberry. We're not sure, but we got blueberries. Yeah. Maybe it's a new have- insult. Like, you're such a bilberry. <laughs> what I'm going to start calling my animals. You stupid bilberry. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then mint. But as you can see, da, 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 I forgot the mint. Oh, I have it. Is yours dead? Ours is dead, but I did buy some. Oh, okay. I just forgot to put it in. How are you supposed to utilize the mint in here, Allison? Um, it just said it as a garnish. Okay. Like, that's all it said. So I just... I have these wonderful tiny clothespins that James got me for Christmas. They were a stocking stuffer. I love them. So, so cute. I just have it on the side. Please go to um, Toasty Romcoms on Instagram to check out the picture because I'm rather proud of this. I've been uninspired with my pictures, but this is a really good one. It is really good. Um, there's also lime juice. In lime it. juice. Thank you. I did forget that. Yeah. But not in my... I have it in the drink. I forgot to put that. Yeah, yeah. I already have like an addition for the next time I make it though well let's take a drink and then we can get to that okay all right cheers Cheers. well that's absolutely delightful that blackberry liqueur I'll put Chambord in mine next time yeah okay that's that sucks I also so it says to finely strain the liquor and I couldn't get the liquid out of the cocktail shaker so I just kind of dumped it all in there and it's a little it's chewy well that's why you really need to get a straw do you have straws I do you don't want to hear me crunching these blackberry seeds all I mean I don't care but it's just gonna be hard you're gonna have it coming at your face Oh, my God. Looks like you have a split lip. (laughs) So, yeah, I do have a straw. I can go get one. Look at you go. You may think that whenever you buy reusable straws, you think like, oh, these are cool. And when am I going to use them? I use my reusable straws all the fucking time. So... Do you put yours in the dishwasher? I do. Top it, or bottom? Top. Do you lay it on its side? Yes. Okay. I was just curious if they like scrunch together, you could like put them on, you know, a little pokey thing. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I, that's actually a good idea. I put it where in the top, I have like this little carrier where I put my um, tops to my coffee cups and stuff like that. So that's where I put it. I just kind of rest it in there. Okay, that makes sense. It does come with like a pipe cleaner, but fuck that shit. Absolutely. I stopped doing that the day we were done with bottles and I ain't going back. So on second drink, like it wasn't bad. Like I couldn't taste the liqueur as okay. much. But I could see how mint would make a delightful addition. I think so. Two things. I think they're I'm going to put mint in the shaker 
Okay. Because I think that, I think it would really add something. Slap and shake. Slap and shake. Oh, that's like a good dance move too. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think club soda would also be a great addition. I just love something bubbly. I do too. So I think for me, that might be a seasonal addition. Okay. great for summer to make it a little bit lighter, a little bit more thirst quenching. But for winter, I would stick with the non-bubbly. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, you know what I was thinking about? And like, I think about this all the time. <laughs> Remember that time when I said champagne doesn't count as an alcohol? <laughs> I think about it sometimes and I'm like, what's wrong with me? I think that's normal. I mean, there's so many things wrong with you. Is that what you're going to say? I was like, it's like club soda. It's bubbly. Mm -hmm. It's just a little bit more sour. Yeah. Dry. There you go. Thank you for the proper terminology. No problem. This, this, pods made me a real cocktail snob sometimes I hear myself talk about cocktails and I'm like nope <laughs> like shut your mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right so give us a summary of this please well this I wild, can't wait for this this wild ride is about a girl who's boyfriend cancels a date on her and she doesn't have anything to do and then she gets a call out of the blue to babysit this little girl because and then she goes over and the little girl's brother is there who's a teenager but he's supposed to go on a sleepover but he doesn't because he has a crush on the babysitter and his friend also comes over and stays over because he thinks the babysitter's hot too and then the babysitter's dumbass friend. Penelope Des- Ann Miller. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, you would recognize her. She was in the Gun and Betty Lou's handbag. Nope. Wow. Um, and then, oh, by the way, Elizabeth Shue's boyfriend who dumps out on her is Bradley Whitford. Oh, I know because I heard, like I saw him, but then I heard him talk and I was like, that's Bradley Whitford. He has such a distinctive voice. Yeah, he does. Like a weaselly voice. Sorry. Sorry, Bradley Whitford. I think you're probably nice. Um, I also think he's very attractive. Uh, I think he's just played too many poops. He does it for me. I don't know why, but he does. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, <laughs> So this babysitter's dumbass friend runs away from home and is stuck at a bus station in New York City and needs to be picked up because she has no money in her plan to run away from home. It didn't involve money. So (laughs) (laughs) babysitter. She thought $40 was going to get her a long way. (laughs) $40. Lord. Um. So babysitter rounds up all the kids and decides to take them into the city to try to rescue her friends and Solid choice. everything goes wrong and they end up getting chased by like 
shady businessmen who are selling stolen cars who are definitely out to get them. I wouldn't call them mob bosses. Okay. I wouldn't go that far, but they're definitely organized crime bosses. Okay. Yeah. That's a good call. So basically then it's just a matter of survival to New York. And then they keep flashing back to Brenda. Fucking Brenda. That's what I kept saying the whole movie. Fucking Brenda. It is, it is wild. I cannot stress this so much. Like, I love this movie as a child. But then as an almost 40-year-old watching this, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't believe this shit. I wouldn't survive it. No. And at, at first... Like the entire time we, it takes a long time to find out that they're talking about New York city. Yes. So I thought it was Chicago. Is it not Chicago? They said New York city. Did they? I, but then you're right. They did say Chicago at some point. No, you're right. It's Chicago. It's Chicago. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking about the skyline. No, it was Chicago. At that point, the Twin Towers would have been there, and they weren't. What the fuck? I swear to God, they said New York City at some point. I swear to God. They did. Um, They said, one of the kids said something about, I think maybe it was Daryl at the beginning, and then maybe my mom will let you take us to New York City or, like, something along those lines. Okay. Okay, so it was Chicago. Yeah. Interesting. So... Uh, okay. Well, I mean, driving into Chicago is way easier than driving into New York City because New York City is a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. Like, you get two hours outside of New York City and it's a nightmare. Like, mm-hmm. everything just all roads point to New York City and you cannot avoid it. Mm-hmm. Try as you may, you cannot. Um, so if we're looking at unbelievability, the first characteristic of a good rom com, I mean, this is going to take a while, guys. Yeah. On the other hand, though, some other categories are going to take no time at all. <laughs> like literally every other rom-com category because not a rom-com. <laughs> but there are romantic pieces in it. I just want to stress that. Okay. Great. Okay. So <laughs> what's your first unbelievability here? Does Elizabeth Shue really look like a teenager? Does her boyfriend? You mean the really tall balding man with wrinkles on his face? Do you want to guess how old she was in this movie? 24. Did you already know that? Yes. (laughs) And Bradley Whitford was 23, which I don't know why. What? I think so. I think so. I could be wrong. <laughs> Which, you know, the wrinkles just don't make sense. <laughs> but Did wanna... he, like, just permanently stay in the sun at all times? <laughs> Did he carry around, carry around, like, one of those mirror things, like, everywhere? What? Maybe I'm thinking about the other guy. No, no, I'm no, no. no. Sure. He's older. He okay. is four years older than Elizabeth Shue. Okay, so he was 28. Yes. Okay, that makes more sense. Still supposedly a senior in high school. It's like John Travolta playing Danny Zuko. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's not in high school. Listen, 
with all these BuzzFeed articles about Greece, by the way, I don't know if I can enjoy the first one anymore because it, everybody's terrible. Everybody is terrible. Greece too, man. You just got to embrace who you are. <laughs> and sing ridiculous songs. So catchy. Oh, my God. See, I think that's a great, like, I'm glad you started off with that because my first unbelievability was her listening to, like, that song from the 50s while getting ready for a date. Like, in 1997, a senior in high school is going to be listening to Madonna or Paula Abdul or something like that. Listening to that that song, whereas it was a great scene and it's iconic, I think it is, like, I don't think it was a good song choice for a teenager. I don't know. I really don't. I had like my radio station, like I had an alarm clock whenever I was in high school and I had it tuned to 94.5, which is like the oldie station. It is the oldie station. Yeah. Except now they play hits from the 90s and early thousands. That's right. Because we're old, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I had. So. Once we get past all this, because the beginning until the babysitting starts, it's really not that bad. No, I agree. And I like just to get to that point. At first, I was all on Brenda's side. I was like, yes, this friend knows what's up. He's lying, obviously. Like, she's telling her you don't have a lot of life experience, like that kind of thing. And everything that Brenda says makes absolute sense. I was so on Brenda's side, too. I was like, she's just doing her job as good friend and being honest. Absolutely. This guy's a jerk. Just get rid of him. They're mm-hmm. going to find somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then she runs away with $40. We don't even know anything about her life. Like, she hates her stepmom. Yeah. Okay. All right, Brenda. Great, great, great choice. Idiot. You took a cab. That just hints at the fact that you don't understand how money works. Yes. That's the most expensive way she could have gotten to the bus station. Yes. And did she didn't even have like a bag or anything like she didn't have like a backpack or like she didn't pack anything. It looked like she had a purse, maybe. Did at one scene she had a purse or no? Am I completely pulling that out of my ass? I don't remember, but you know who didn't have a purse? (laughs) Who? Chris, the babysitter. (laughs) But she did have cough syrup. (laughs) In her pocket. That I found unbelievable. (laughs) Forgot her fucking purse. Had the cough syrup for the little girl. Oh, my God. It was crazy. So Chris gets there. I love the foreshadowing. The mom's leaving, and she looks at Chris, who's with the two kids, and tells her, like, take care of my baby. And Chris says, I'll guard her with my life. Well, who would have guessed she would have to? So many times. So many times. And to be fair to Chris, Sarah's a fucking idiot. Yeah. We'll get there. Well, you know what part I'm talking about, I think. I mean, she's a kid. Yeah. I think but there was there was a specific part I'm thinking of that we're nowhere close to. So after the parents leave, Chris accepted a collect call at the house where she's babysitting. 
which is completely inappropriate. That's um, that's a lot of money. Did I ever tell you how I called mom collect from middle school once? No. Why couldn't you just use the office phone? It was after school. Mm. Like I was in an extracurricular activity and it ended really early and I wanted her to pick me and my friend up like that moment. And was that, she pissed? Oh yeah. It was like $40. No way. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was that much. Mm-hmm. I'll never wow. forget that. And so with extracurricular activities, I got that little Nokia brick. Yeah. Only for extracurricular activities, though. Because that was cheaper than having you collect call when you want to pick up. I didn't know. The commercials were so convincing. (laughs) So, Allison, you're babysitting one child because the other's supposed to sleep. Your friend calls and says, I'm in downtown. Pittsburgh, you need to come get me because I ran away from home. And your answer is no. Okay. Call your dad. Guess, guess what? That what? was my answer too. <laughs> like, this is a lesson that you need to learn. You're probably not going to speak to me for like a week or so, but you call your parents. I can't leave. You should have thought about plan- this. Yeah, you need to plan better. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't happen in today's time because uber cell phones you know it would, i don't know how much it would take like to get like we're about a half hour if there's no traffic away from pittsburgh i don't know how much that would pay uber wise but like i don't know i would imagine at least 20 25 dollars at least mm-hmm. so but again like sorry brenda suck it up call your dad it's against the rules. You you made a mistake. You need to learn from this. So, and like the way that they're talking about the city during the entire movie, I'm like, where are they going? <laughs> because it just seems like the worst place on earth. Like this crime-ridden, terrible, dangerous city. The bus station scene, every time we got there, I was like, Brenda's in like the seventh circle of house. <laughs> she actually died and is somehow making calls to Elizabeth Shoe because there is no way a bus station is like this. Uh, the point where I was really taken aback is whenever she sees that guy and he's just like flashing this gun. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, she's in trouble. <laughs> and he's like laughing while he's doing it. He's like... is there no security here and then later on he chases her with the gun out of his coat (laughs) what the fuck it's so fucking weird yeah every bus station scene was unbelievable and i really thought it was inappropriate looking back on it there are a couple movies movie moments in here that did not age well and their treatment of homeless people was one of them yeah um just fyi yes an uber from my house to point park is 24 dollars. okay so it would probably be more expensive for a taxi obviously oh yeah so Brenda's an idiot. Yeah, Brenda's 
I would call her the villain in this movie. I don't think I would call her the villain. I I mean, there's a guy chasing them who wants to kill them. I would call him the villain. Maybe there's more than one villain. Maybe. Maybe. So what's your next unbelievability after the bus station? Her pulling over after she gets the flat. Because I'm pretty sure she crossed double parallel lines. Yeah. She it was like a weird area for that to happen on. It was, uh, but she's number one listening to like the 14-year-old in the back seat about where to pull over. She crosses into oncoming traffic at one point. Like what the hell are you doing? She's not very good in a crisis. If we could say that. She's really not. <laughs> I think looking, if the parents knew everything that was going on, their confidence in her would be severely diminished. Yeah. And then her next thing, which is another unbelievability to me, but I guess not for the time. Her next thing was like, all right, let's flag somebody down and buy a tire. What else are you going to do? I guess. But it's like a dangerous city at like eight or nine o'clock or something. My my next was still when, like, the kids are in the back laughing at this experience. I would be flipping the fuck out as a child. I didn't think their reaction was believable at all. We got a flat tire once and I was bawling. So were you. Yes, that's true. It was Everything was fine. Yeah, this entire movie, I was like, what do people do before cell phones? Like, things we take for granted today. Uh-huh. That's no joke. Um, rom-com coincidence, handsome John Pruitt with the hook on his hand with the story she was telling the kids. So whenever he, whenever he pulled over to help them, I saw that it was like a tow truck. Okay. And like, sure. He has a hook on his hand, but I'm, I was like, okay, I don't get a creep vibe from the hook guy. His truck literally says garage, survey your surroundings. And then yes. he fucking has a gun in his glove compartment. And then they get shot at. So <laughs> I was wrong. Because with three kids in the car, the jealousy that his wife might be cheating on him leads him to go not to the garage, but to his house with a gun and start like a gunfight with three kids in the car. Crazy. And they almost die. Oh, yeah. Like that, that a bullet goes through the window where her head is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrifying. But then another rom-com coincidence just around the corner here they get into the first unlocked car which just so happens to be not only not only is it the guy who's cheating on john pruitt's with john pruitt's wife it's also the car that just happens to be getting carjacked yes like so i have one more thing to say about the hook guy before we moved on to the carjacking guy. Okay. He said that he has his hand in the glove box. I'd be, I want to see it. Mm. You know? So you would immediately open it? Yeah, I'd be like, can I see? Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and like my hand would be on it. Um, do you, do you think freshmen in high school are gonna believe that? No. Sarah probably would. Sarah would. Yeah. yeah. But also, I really want to know what they do with body parts. I just figured they got cremated. I I need to know. Like I I don't know. Do they keep them for testing? Do they throw them in a dumpster? Is it biohazard waste? Like what happened to your tumor baby? I want to know. Someone took it home and it was not <laughs> in a loving environment. Oh, that's so gross. It is gross. Um, oh, so if you know what happens to body parts in hospitals, email please email us toastharomcoms at gmail.com. Please. I've never wanted to know anything more. Anyway. And you can also email us this question that's just coming out of my mouth right now. If you are committing a crime and someone happens to be in the same vicinity as you as you committing the crime are you going to tell them your first and last name and say nice to meet you as you take them with you as you're committing the crime like joe gibb man the nicest carjacker i've ever seen in my life i love joe gibb me too i thought the entire time i thought he was going to be the romance that would have been I mean, you can't bring him home to meet your parents because he's a car thief. But I thought that that was going to be like where the rom-com, like where the romance of the com came in. I thought that they were going to fall in love because he was cute. Oh, yeah. Very cute. He's the only one in this movie that like I don't think I looked. But all of the kids and continued to have like successful careers in film and television but i didn't look at him he had he didn't even have a picture he was in i think maybe two other things okay i wonder what about handsome john pruitt he He, might be my favorite character (laughs) he didn't have a picture either okay yeah uh no i think joe gipp is my fave yeah he's great um so yeah i was like okay well so much for committing a successful crime you don't even need a lineup. Just say, is his name Joe Gipp? Yep, that's him. That's maybe, did it. maybe it's his pseudonym. Maybe it's his carjacker name. <laughs> by day, he goes by by Joe Nip. Nobody's <laughs> <laughs> carjacking. It's Joe Gipp. <laughs> no one would ever connect the dots. <laughs> oh, that's great. Just change one letter. I love it. Oh my gosh. And then he takes them back to the carjack, like central headquarters. Like, again, unbelievable. He knows not to do that. Come on. Before that, I found it unbelievable that the kids went to hide in some random person's car. Where are you going to go? Run, like, and hide in some bushes or hide behind a house where you can't get shot at. I guess I, that's what I would do. Not in the next car where there's glass everywhere and could they could a bullet could go through again. Yeah. Um so then they get to Carjack headquarters. And there were I'm not gonna say there were a lot of unbelievability there. Okay. There were there's however, one. Okay. I have a couple comments about it, but let's hear your unbelievability first. Never ever 
ever in my life am I walking across those beams. Ever. Oh, even if you could die otherwise? Yeah. Okay. It depends on the death. I probably would would have chilled in that office, though, because, I mean, I don't think they were going to kill those people. Absolutely, they were going to kill those people. You think that they were going to kill the kids? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. I don't think I could have crossed those beams. I would have vomited. Yeah. And then, I'm telling you, there are several times in this movie where your adrenaline starts going, and when the rust gets kicked off into that guy's coffee with his huge mustache, ugh, it was so weird. <laughs> it was so long. I was like, that's it. They're caught. He's Even like, Joe held his breath. Yeah. See, Joe, I'm telling you, he could have been the love interest the entire time. It checked out. I, I really do like that idea of yours. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I loved Brad's line where he says, we'll put it in writing and get it notarized. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> when, when the guy was like, how do we know you're not going to tell anyone about us? <laughs> that cracks me the fuck up. And then... Um, when the one businessman essentially admits that he took the Playboy up to the office to jerk off. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. There was an article he needed to read. I thought that was disgusting. That's pretty gross. And coincidence, rom-com coincidence here. Okay, <laughs> quotation marks. Uh, the person in the Playboy who looks exactly like Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, there's like a running gag throughout the entire movie that Elizabeth Shue looks exactly like this girl who's the Playboy Centerfold. Was it like Miss June or something like that? I don't know. Shailene. That's all I remember her name is Shailene. But like you see it throughout the movie. And Daryl was a fucking moron for taking the Playboy out of that office. Yeah. Daryl is kind of just a moron. Absolutely. I think he is very good looking nowadays, though. Did you see his picture on IMDb? Yeah, he looked cute. Okay, what's your next one? I mean... Oh, wow. There's holes in my shirt, and you could just really see my nipple. (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess it has to do with the bar that they go in the back door of and then they come out the stage and they don't get kicked out for being underage. They got to sing the blues. I was low-key hoping you would not mention that as an unbelievability (laughs) because it's like the most ridiculous part of this movie. I think this was my favorite part of the entire movie because I love that band. Yes. Like the guy's reaction, like I just was not expecting him to say, Nobody leaves without singing the blues. I was, uh, wow. Albert Collins playing himself. Who is he? I imagine he's a blues musician. Okay, I didn't know if he was in some kind of a band or if he's just like a like a single artist. What do they call those? A solo artist. That's the <laughs> dementia. It's happening. <laughs> 
no i just saw albert collins playing himself i i love that but i was like he's making first thing it is so ridiculous and so unbelievable but then she turns around and daryl and brad are like what's the problem she's like i can't sing i love the smile when she looks at the audience it looks so painful she's like but then the she immediately gets comfortable singing so the first line she's talking and then she's like and it's so hard (laughs) yeah like okay so she's cool with this now the babysitting blues the babysitter blues baby baby and the entire audience is completely goes wild goes wild yep I love that the what's his name Albert Collins his smoking jacket was so cool. Yes, yeah. And then they go out into the crowd. It's a conga line. Can't beat it. A blues conga line. Because <laughs> that that's a thing. <laughs> did you think? Okay, did you think that the main singer Albert Collins? Did you think he understood that the people who were after them had come in and he was blocking the way and escorting them out? Or do you think it was a happy coincidence? Well, I didn't even think of that so clearly. I just thought it was a happy coincidence. Okay. Because they try to follow and he like stops and was like, nobody leaves here without singing the blues. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to go to that bar. It was, it was uh, so funny. It was great. It's like the least you, the, the, the last thing you expect. Yes. I could not get enough of this movie. It was great. Yeah. Um, Okay. So my next unbelievability here is when they leave, something happens and she calls Brad a child. He's 15 and she's 17. They, he asked her out. Yes, that's it. And then um, Daryl almost goes home with a sex worker. Yes. But again, they're two years apart and she calls him a child. Like, Brad needs a new haircut really bad. Oh, that, those feathered bangs did not look good. To that effect, like, why don't, why didn't the parents just say to Brad, like, you need to stay home with your sister tonight? He's 15. Like, he should be able to handle watching his sister. That's exactly what I thought, too. Okay. Yeah. How old is his sister? I I don't think we ever got. Eight? I would have said eight to ten, somewhere okay. in there. Yeah. So what do you got next? Uh, Chris jumping between the two gangs about to knife fight. Let me tell you, this subway scene, whenever like I thought I might get on the subway, I was terrified because I thought this subway scene was real life. Because in movies, there's always a fight on the subway. Crocodile Dundee was another one, like waiting for a subway. I just thought it was the most dangerous place ever in a big city. I do think they're pretty wild in New York City. Like, you see those BuzzFeed articles of, like, things that happen on a subway that you're officially, like, a New York person or something like that. So, I don't know. I I haven't ridden many subways in my life. Nor have I. 
but I'm just saying they seem terrifying based on this movie. And Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> one of these really days. Believable. One of these days I'll watch it. Crocodile Dundee? Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. That's insane. That's a rom-com. After we do the teens, we'll do Crocodile Dundee. All right. I'll put it on the list. I've told you this before. <laughs> I think I block it out because I don't know how a relative of mine has never seen Crocodile Dundee. That's that's funny. Um, these gangs were also ridiculous. Like the gang, the one gang with the red vest. It's like the fucking Michael Jackson vest gang. <laughs> so cool story. One day, um, my nieces came from my husband's side. Came over. Like this was like last year. And I thought they'd really like this movie and I put it on and one of them is four years old and I had to stop it because she was terrified. Like when they're in the car and they're telling the babysitter mush face thing, I turned it off. It's like, this is too intense. <laughs> so kids need to be older if they're going to watch. Well, listen, James and I were watching Predator after we got home from dad's Saturday night okay okay and I was thinking about like my first memories of Predator do you know how old I was whenever I first saw Predator I mean I would hope like 11 to 13 you want to wager a guess no seven. Oh my god that movie's disgusting like I, in terms of gore like I remember so vividly like the scene where Mac is like shaving and he's like so tense that the razor breaks off. And then I remember Jesse Ventura just like fucking getting demolished. And I also like very vividly remember like, um, Sonny, I think his name is, or I don't know. Um, like he's like strung up in the trees, like hanging dead upside down. Yeah. Seven years old. Dad made some great choices. Hey, we're fine. So fine. <laughs> Just mild anxiety disorders. It's all right. <laughs> Maybe this is the source of all my anxiety. Shining also came around seven. Ooh, elevators full of blood. That didn't bother me. It was the naked lady. I would. The twins are also pretty terrifying. Didn't bother me either. Still the naked lady. Well, I still close my eyes when I... I know she's coming on screen. Yeah. What else? Poltergeist. Like a lot of milestones around age seven. And I remember telling like the the bakery person whenever I got my free cookie at, at Kroger, mom was so embarrassed because I was like, I watched Lethal Weapon yesterday. <laughs> and she was like, don't <laughs> tell people that. <laughs> it's like that you always give up on the third one. Um, I had to tell my daughter yesterday as we were taking a walk at night, she like stopped in front of someone's house who had the curtains open and like pointed in their window and was like, look at that dog in there. And I like had to say, you can't point inside people's windows. I was like, you can look, but you can't stop staring point. I was like, just take a glance and look away. Yes. Meanwhile, like when I walk past someone, I'm like, what are they watching in there? <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, 
Are they naked? <laughs> what does their interior look like? What's their decor? <laughs> That's great. Uh, creepers. Great advice. You can look, but don't point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So my next unbelievability is like, so Grab gets stabbed in the toe, and that's that had to be my favorite line of the movie. Don't fuck with the babysitter. I laughed so hard; it was amazing. And the and just his reaction, he's like, "All right, baby, chill." Yeah. <laughs> and then she throws away the knife. Yeah, you should have kept that shit. Yeah. Who knew when you were going to need it uh, when the organized crime people are following you? And I think, like, okay, so he gets stabbed in the toe. They take him to a hospital, and he immediately gets in and seen. No, no. not happening. Especially Absolutely. since he could have gone without stitches. It was one stitch. It's unbelievable that they didn't check. They didn't take his shoe off and lock. Yeah. I thought it was actually going to be like it just went between his toes. Like, I didn't even think he was going to get cut. But then she faints because she thinks he died. Like, she's like our friend, the stab wound. And the doctor goes, oh, he's dead. Like, sorry. (laughs) And then she faints. He got stabbed in the toe. Why would he be dead like that? Blood loss. From one stitch, mm-hmm. a one stitch. Mm-hmm. Not even worth it. Put on a band-aid and move on. Yeah. Um, that doctor too, like HIPAA. You can't just tell somebody that you don't know, like you dead. Or they put his one stitch in and then was like, Oh, I'm gonna go get the paperwork now. <laughs> no. no. Not how med- medical care works. Uh another rom-com coincidence the Cadillac guy cheater being at the hospital with Pruitt yeah I was gonna say Pruitt Pruitt jumping out of nowhere (laughs) just from behind a curtain (laughs) what (laughs) wild he's a a fugitive now Well, you shot up the entire neighborhood. You're the worst shot ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There's, I got, like, at least, like, three or four more. Oh, for sure. Um, do you want to go? Are you going to talk about the frat party at all? Yes. Let's go. That was my next one. The fact that that they're at this frat party and like these old ass dudes are performing in said frat party. That was a full out like band. I don't know what band that was, but that's not happening. No, the party in revenge of the nerds is more believable than this frat party. (laughs) Yes. And I would looked at who turns out to be the romantic interest. He's at a frat party with a button-down shirt, a cable net sweater, and a suit jacket. Dude, you're gonna fucking faint of heat stroke. <laughs> like he's also like the most polite person ever. And absolutely sober. Mm-hmm. At the frat. He's the only, maybe he was the DD that night. Yeah. You're in a city. You're 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 walking everywhere. How yeah, I him having his car there didn't make sense. However, I did love Sarah had to use the bathroom, which is why they're in there. 
and her and the frat boy who had the horns on giving each other the thumbs up. I laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> oh my god. It was just the best. And then I nobody sh- bats an eye that a child's in the frat party. Mm-hmm. A nine year old girl. They're like, cool, she needs to use the bathroom. All right. Yeah. Maybe she lives here. What did you like? I don't know when to talk about the slow dance chemistry or unbelievability because I feel like it spans both of these let's, categories. Let's put it in chemistry because there's so much unbelievability <laughs> and not a lot of chemistry. I like it. Okay, cool. Is should we put the getting the fifty dollars for her in chemistry as well? I mean, yes. Okay, what great. Okay, then. Next up, believability. Dawson fixed the tire and the windshield of that car so quickly. At like 11 at night. Yes. So fucking quickly. Although I will say, I'm not sure how time works in this place. Because they <laughs> they left the You mean house. Earth? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chicago. Maybe it's different. One hour... One hour behind us. She said it'd be an hour there and back or an hour both ways. Which way? I think it was an hour both ways, but who knows? I thought this was New York City. (laughs) (laughs) She said it was going to be an hour both ways. So they leave the house full daylight. Sun is not setting. They get a flat tire. It is pitch dark. There's no sunset. There is nothing. So maybe time just works differently in this place. But he fixed that windshield. Boom done i guess because he's thor he is thor that was so cute yeah he's holding that mallet it's great uh all right do you think sarah could have won thor over with her thor talk dawson over with her thor talk yeah i do would have gotten to you yeah it's real cute okay she's not like an annoying little girl she's like a cool little girl um, until, if I can be honest, until she leaves the restaurant. <sighs> That's bad. That was really, really bad. And until she, um, goes out the window on a skyscraper. Yeah. So I guess like, did you find her Elizabeth Shue going to the restaurant where her boyfriend is unbelievable, like making another stop? I I didn't. I for some reason I didn't. I thought she's seventeen. She's in love. Mm-hmm. You know, they're right there. They see his car. I think they all wanted to go in. Okay, but I kept thinking, too bad Sarah didn't hold her pee until she got inside the fancy restaurant. Yeah, seriously, because you know that frat party bathroom is disgusting. Hopefully she didn't sit on the seat. Ugh. Squat. Um, how about and again, we'll do like this is the one thing, it's not even unbelievable. How about the girl that her boyfriend's with in the restaurant? Her name is Sesame. I thought like I thought it was Sesame. Like the seeds on the bun. Yeah, Sesame. Oh, I don't know why I heard it differently. 
I heard like sesame, like Susquehanna. I don't know. <laughs> no, sesame. So I've never heard that used as a name before. Nope. Okay, cool. Um, what's your next unbelievability? Mm. I think it's the skyscraper. I wasn't sure how I felt about the nine-year-old girl out running grown men. I guess they could have been out of shape, but they were also in a car. I think nine-year-olds are, like, sneaky fast. Okay. All right. So believable. Yeah. Then climbing out of the window onto the skyscraper, that was the best course of action. Not hiding. Yeah. Not looking for stairs. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. I love in skyscrapers, like, stairs are never an option. It's only the elevator. (laughs) Only, yeah. And that's that's it in case in case of emergency use elevator no in case of emergency you go out the window and just (laughs) hang out on the opposite on the wrong side of the side scraper like that dude didn't want her to die he didn't go out there for the magazine he went out there to help her you the bad guy that's what i thought no i think he went out there for the magazine really Mm -hmm. i thought he was like he just looked in like so much distress whenever she saw her go out the window i thought he was like oh no oh jesus christ like he was trying to help her he's like kids are fucking idiots what is happening here yeah right because <laughs> that's what we were all thinking i liked how when the babysitter, the bad guy, and then Sarah and Brad's parents are all at that party. And the woman is like, oh, these are so good. And the bad guy's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, do you know who the caterer is? The caterer? And I'm like, what? Just say no. (laughs) Not Russian. Just say no. You speak English. I thought it was unbelievable that he couldn't feel the cord being tied around his ankles. Excuse me. I stayed up. How about him him being the only one who saw like a child climbing outside the skyscraper? She's in full view of everyone. And she's like. (laughs) (laughs) Wearing very brightly colored clothes. Nope. Invisible. Basically. All these adults are just too wasted. On champagne. Uh, I mean, I have two more unbelievabilities. That's it. I'm done. Well, I have one, but I'm going to save it for chemistry. Okay. Um, I think that Joe's Gip is really an optimistic about his future. Yeah, he's definitely getting killed. He It's either leave town and assume a fake identity or... Or murdered. Like, that's definitely where his life is going. So Maybe karma. What's that? Maybe karma. Maybe he did so many good deeds, like, he'll be spared. (laughs) Maybe they won't find Joe Nip. (laughs) (laughs) Joe gets in trouble, but Joe Nip is fine. Um, and then my last one is how they all said it's the greatest night of their life. No, no, that took like 10 years off of everybody's life. 
Maybe except for Sarah's. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right. New drink? Yeah, I've been done with this for quite some time. Sorry. You should have interrupted and said you wanted another one. No, I didn't. The rest of this podcast is going to take like 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't want to break our train of thought because it it was great. So our next thing that we talk about is obstacles to the two like main characters being together none okay so there's two kind of love interests in this movie all right one kind of cheats on her so they're just done so that's the obstacle they're not together anymore yeah (laughs) so it's pretty huge yeah uh Uh, I mean, I really think an, another obstacle between Mike Toddwell and her is vanity plates. So cool. I fucking hate vanity plates. It's like a pet peeve of mine. Like, that's like the biggest waste of money. I'm not a fan of vanity plates either. I, would, I mean, unless something was really, like, hilarious, like, I heart Satan or something like that. Like, I don't know. I think it would just be really funny to just see that, like, going down the street. I I just don't understand why your mind went to I love Satan. <laughs> I don't know. As a hilarious vanity plate. Uh, I think it would just catch me off guard and like make me laugh. Because <laughs> it's like the I've never seen it. Or penis, maybe. Just penis? Like penis with like a one instead of an I. Okay. Or maybe like a one and a five. Oh, but that's like the show. Yeah. But I know that they prevent you from doing stuff like that. Oh, that's weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, they like... <laughs> my husband tried to get his BMW that was like a yellow-green color. He tried to get a vanity plate called Snot Rocket, and it was like... I don't know. Like, I know that they... If it's like lewd or like whatever, they don't want to do it. And he wanted to get a vanity plate, and I was like, it's the biggest waste of money ever. He's like, but I want it. And I was like, I do not support it, but do what you want to do. <laughs> Says the woman who just rents movies off of Amazon <laughs> willy nilly. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, the other love interest, I mean, she meets him for like a half hour. So, uh, really quick. Yeah. The mint really adds something. Yes, I put mint in this one, and I really like it. I accidentally put a little too much simple syrup, though, because I left my phone upstairs, and I accidentally put 0.75 ounces of simple syrup instead of 0.5. You can taste a difference. Interesting. It's good to know that that little bit will make a difference. Mm -hmm. It's, like, very sweet. So did you use the Chambord? Nope. I just stuck with it because I ended up liking it. Oh, okay. It was. Cool. Nice. Um... I also think like an obstacle to the new love interest. I don't remember his name. It's so. Dan, but okay. I swear to God, it's never said. I didn't think it was either. It's just uh, Dan. He is something in college and she is a senior. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying I think that would make it harder, especially if he was a junior or senior in college. Yes. Senior, gross. 
I mean, I think it's appropriate if he's like a freshman or a sophomore, but like with the way he was at the frat party, there's no way he was like a freshman. A sophomore would have been pushing it. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just age and different places in life, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But as there's really no like time on screen between anybody... There's really not a lot of obstacles. There's no reason they shouldn't be together. There's no reason they shouldn't get together. She doesn't seem to know what she wants out of life yet, but she's 17. Yeah. So I think that's fairly normal. Yeah. Uh, I'm good with obstacles. Me too. Perfect. Chemistry. Good for the screen time. Yeah. I mean, what did you think about the slow dance, which is when... Dana and so weird Chris okay I thought it was weird too like it's weird that she's in this like crazy situation and she chooses to have like a slow dance and rest her head on his chest yes very strange I'd be worried about the clinginess of her after that I don't know. It's a, it's a tough call. Uh, I've also never been at a frat party that plays slow jams. Mm-hmm. It's always fast paced dance club music. Has it ever been a live band? Oh, all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Never. <laughs> yeah. Ab- so, absolutely not. I think that's a difference too. Mm-hmm. Um. I did think it was nice that he drove them to the garage. So I thought that was unbelievable. A point in his favor. I agree it was unbelievable, but I'm saying that's a point in his favor. I just thought it was crazy, like, of how good of a person he was for being like 1920, 21. Like, he got $50 from his friends, or like $45 from his friends to help with this tire. Right. Um, but. Like, it's already better than Mike Toddwell. Absolutely. And the fact that he drives to the house to give the roller skate back as well. He must really like Chris. Yeah. The fact that he drove back to the house. Wild. And she just happened to be leaving that exact same time. Rom com coincidence. Yep. And the the skate being left in the backseat of his car. Rom com mm-hmm. coincidence. And how that eight-year-old is like, we got to find my skate. And she's like, no. But for a second there, I was so scared. She was going to be like, okay. Let's go back. Are you out of your mind, little girl? Like, no. Absolutely not. We almost died like eight times. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, I am done with chemistry. <laughs> I thought the kiss was nice at the end. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. I was surprised that there was a kiss, though. All right. Chemistry. Done. Good to go. Um, oh, really quick, though. Did you? Did he really remind you of Paul Rudd? No. Oh. I thought he even sounded like Paul Rudd. I think he the, his eyebrows were different. But I don't know. He was, like He really reminded me of him. You good? Pretty sure I just ate three mint leaves. 
It's fine. It'll settle your tongue. Well, that was that was weird. Okay. <laughs> Downfall of the straw. The mint leaves went through the straw? Yeah, the mint leaves are going up through the straw. It's like I ate one at first and then I just had more than one. <laughs> you need to get a strainer. Or like a sieve. I loved how that was a part of the instructions, by the way. Who the fuck has a sieve? Not me. Got a colander. That would have worked. I so, I, I have one of those fancy ass cocktail sets that comes with like the thing that goes on top that strains it. Mm-hmm. And that worked a treat. Uh, so you did use that? Mm-hmm. Love a mint leaf. <laughs> Your stomach's going to be in great shape. <laughs> All right. Um... So moment they fall in love, do it. You know you want to. They didn't. Woo! Category over. Category over. Do they stay together? No. I guess, I think the question is, do they get together? Yes. They at least go out on a couple dates. Yes. And then he realizes that she's too clingy. And then, done. Stage five clinger. Different places in their lives. Mm-hmm. she doesn't even know she wants to go to college and I feel like that would be an obstacle between the two of them if he wanted her to go or maybe that's what pushes her to go to college who knows yeah Ooh, what if she's like I'm gonna go to the same college as you so we can spend all the time together but her eyes would be really wide when she says it yeah she doesn't blink <laughs> she clings on to him um alright category over iconic scene so hard there's so many. There's a lot. I really struggled between two. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? I don't love mine because I think it's cliche, but yes. Okay. I'm really stuck with don't fuck with the babysitter. And between the blue song on the stage. Oh, see, I mine is just the opening scene, how she's dancing and getting ready for her date. I think that is what I think of when I think of this movie. I'm really trying to narrow it down between what I liked the most. I think don't fuck with the babysitter because it's so alarming that she stands up and says that. I That's mm-hmm. my iconic scene. It's a great scene. I laugh so hard. I can't get over. Like I just can't get over this movie and how ridiculous it is. Please watch this, it's every listener. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. Cool. Final thoughts. Um. To be honest, I think I said all of mine. Do you have any? Uh, I do. From the IMDb facts, that's actually Brad where. Bradley Whitford's car and license plate like he used his own stuff there you go Um, Sarah and Elizabeth Shue played a part in the Back to the Future series oh so I thought that was interesting that is interesting I also at one point there was a talk about superheroes in the city and I thought that was cool considering Elizabeth Shue was then in the boys Mm, good call 
And then this was just funny to me. It came up a couple times in the facts. So part of this was shot in Toronto and waste management in Toronto was so amazing that the film crew would make these alleys filled with trash and dirty. And by the time they were ready to shoot, waste management would have it all cleaned up. So they kept having to dirty it up some more. Can you imagine the poor waste management people being like, are you fucking kidding me again? (laughs) We just cleaned this last night. (laughs) No, I thought that was really funny. (laughs) Oh, sorry, honey. I just elbowed my dog right in the noggin. There was another thing I thought was cool because I knew I knew Brad from something else, but I couldn't think of what. And it's don't tell mom the babysitter is dead. That's another. Have you seen? I, we might have to. That's another great teen rom com. Is it a rom com? Yes. Is it more rom com than this? Yes. I'm not saying that I I reg- like I don't regret watching this, but not a rom com. We we blew through like four categories. Wasn't it great though? It was. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Shue had great hair. Oh. It's like the one time the 80s, like, perm and curls really did a good job. She, yeah, that hair was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Ooh, so, one oh, more. One more final thought. Two more. Those roller skates were the worst. I had a pair of those. Mm-hmm. They weren't they metal, but they were plastic. And, like, it's just, you will get, work well. you will get a twisted ankle. At, a, at the very least. I also thought one of the rom teen rom-com tropes you came up with um, the last time was the come to Jesus moment where everyone is friends. And I thought that did happen with the little girl, Brad and Daryl, at the end. Yeah. So I did see that fitting into this movie. Yeah, good call. For sure. Uh, we don't have the viral moment because no social media. Um, but you could easily pick out the viral moment of this movie if, like, it was, if there was social media, the restaurant scene. The restaurant scene. I thought it was really nice how Brad stood up for her. I did too. And Daryl. Yeah. Like, they were both schmucks, but they, I mean, it's just the teenager part of them. Like, they're going to both grow up to be nice guys. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I thought it was crazy that. Brad was trying to schmooze with her. Like, you look great. Your hair, your eyes, like, mm, mm, mm. It was all horrible. Ooh. What was the deal with the Clearasil being used as coloring? Clearasil back in the day was could be tinted. So it was used to cover up zits as well. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. So that's why she was using it as brown. Yeah, but if it didn't match your skin color exactly, you were fucked. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Did you notice that Sarah also had lightning bolt earrings? I did not notice that. Like Good more cat. Thor. I thought it was great. I mean, I probably wouldn't have appreciated it before the Marvel movies, but Thor is amazing. Yeah, can't, can't wait for Thor: Love and Thunder. I don't know anything about that movie. It's the same director who made Ragnarok, which you said you liked. I did like that. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure Chris Pratt is going to be in it. 
because they had great chemistry in Infinity War and Endgame. I don't remember. Um, martini glasses. It's hard because it's a great movie, but if we're going out of rom com, go ahead. We did for about time. We gave two scores, so do it. I mean, I say three out of five, which is being generous. If we're talking rom com, like I would say probably two point five to three, because wait, you're saying. As a regular movie, you're giving it a three out of five? No, 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 no. As a rom-com. Oh, okay. 2.5 okay. to three out of five as a rom-com. Okay. As a regular movie, five out of five. We'll watch oh. again. Okay. Five out of five as a regular movie. Highly entertaining. Hilarious. Like, you will forget all your troubles when you're watching this movie. Um, another adrenaline. My adrenaline was going at the end when she's trying to clean up the house before the parents are going. Oh, like, go, yeah. Go, go. That was, yeah. Um, Great soundtrack. I would say as a rom-com, 3.5 out of 5. There's not a lot of rom. Sorry, there's not a lot of rom. So much com. Yeah. But absolutely, we'll watch again. Love this movie, and this just reaffirmed me loving it. Yes. So here's the question. So we're doing, like, best teen couples. Like, I have my list here. Do we even include them? No. Okay. They're great. not a couple. Okay, cool. Um, what are we gonna do next? Are we gonna I do thought we were doing easy A. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page because I have so many teen movies that I want to do. Like there's Sixteen Candles, Love Simon, Ten Things I Hate About You, She's All That, What a Girl Wants. Like the list goes on and on and on and on. We could do this for like fucking a year. Let's do it. I love teen rom-coms. I love teen rom-coms too. And I love that most of these rom-coms, like the teen ones, we like pretty much grew up with. Like at least I did. Yeah. Like, I agree. Okay. So Easy A will be next. Okay. Before it leaves Netflix so everyone can watch it. Yes. Let me see here. Please go online, check out our website. It is not all done and finished yet, but toast to romcoms. Dot com. Dot com. org. Dot net. It's dot com. I got real stuck with like at gmail dot com. <laughs> That's our email. Toast to romcoms yep. at gmail dot com. Email us where body parts go. <laughs> and check out the website. Toast to romcoms dot com. Yeah, uh, if you do it on your phone, it looks weird. I'm sorry. There's some way to fix it. I'm working on it. So rate, review, subscribe, check us click out. Click those stars. Mm-hmm. Click those stars. Help us by clicking those stars. Super we're easy. Working, we're working hard for you guys. Trying to provide a little bit of enlightenment and joy in your day. I hope it's working. Just engage with us. It'd be fun for us. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun for you. You know, everybody needs a little bit more human contact these days. Mm-hmm. Don't get enough of it. I like this week off. I I mean, I I would rather do this than not work. But there were so many times where I was like, I don't know what to do. I know where to go. Know where to go. <laughs> My husband it's- turned to me at one point and he was like, why do you have that miserable look on your face? And I was like, I'm just bored. <laughs> 
which turns into like he's so bad at making decisions sometimes so i'll be like let's play categories and he's like what and i'm like you're not you don't have a choice in this i'm just we're making this decision and it's happening <laughs> like and then the other night like we watched predator with like a commentary from that patreon mm-hmm. that i subscribed to and it was hilarious and it was such a good time so that was fun worth the ten dollars for the patreon of okay. with Gorley and rust i'm like pretty obsessed I noticed. Yeah. I was thinking about listening to it though. So maybe it like you should watch the free Jason movies because they're not scary. Mm -hmm. They're hilarious. And most of them are free and just listen to it because their commentary is hilarious. They're long though. Like their whole thing is like, can our podcast time beat the movie time? (laughs) (laughs) And they do. Yeah. So until next time. Oh, rate, wait. review, subscribe, I'm stars. Not, I'm not done. Oh. Chug, 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 chug. Woo! Great drink. Great drink Great will drink. make again. It's a little it's a it's a lot of prep. Just because you have to muddle. Muddle. A lot of cleanup. Yes. Don't forget bellberries are blueberries, we think. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The Thor. I don't know why it's called a Thor, but it's great. Yeah. Agreed. Um, So until next time, please. Do you think these could be used as nipple clamps? You get back to us on that <laughs> podcast. These can, little cocktail clothespins. clothes liners be used as nipple clothes clamps? Clothes liners. <laughs> clothes pins. <laughs> um... Watch up. (laughs) (laughs) Drink up. And And cheers. cheers.